Welcome back to Moments with the Marcelins. My name is June. And my name is Stephanie. And we are the Marcelins. Our moments together will be centered around three things, transparency, tools, and truth. Yes. On this week's episode, we're going to take it back to an amazing conversation that we had with Elizabeth Savion, the host of Beauty Marks Podcast. Yeah, this was a great conversation. And um, we thought, you know what? I think it'd be good for our listeners to hear this conversation as well. And it's things that we wish we knew um earlier in yeah, our lives absolutely yeah we get kind of real and very deep in regards to things that we went through in our past kind of what brought us together as a couple um and things that we wish we knew before we honestly got married too so um i hope you uh tune in and definitely take some notes and share it as well also subscribe to her podcast as well. Yes, absolutely. If you're listening to this on YouTube, please make sure to share, to um, subscribe, and to leave a comment. And if you're listening to this on any type of podcast platform, make sure to share and also subscribe. Leave us a comment as well. Thank you. How are you guys? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for having us. I guess that means I didn't bomb it the first time. No, you killed it. People were like, we need more. <laughs> the people asked. We came no, through. We're so honored to be here, uh, Liz. This is what, Jill. your third, fourth time? I lost count. I feel like I'm already like part of the show. Like mm. I'm not even a special guest anymore. It's honestly wow. a privilege. Yeah, you're family now. This is my second, so I made it big time. Yeah, you wow. did. So yeah. just, we're so thankful for you Lizzie and all that you were doing and obviously I call you Lizzie because you're my sister <laughs> but and nobody else um yeah no one else sassy sassy uh, <laughs> that's what I call you <laughs> we should be like what are things that people want to know about me oh no, I can tell y'all enough <laughs> what are some interesting facts DM me I'll let y'all know <laughs> everything you need to know about Lizzie no I'm good I'm good um so thank you guys for joining me on today's conversation before we get started aside from you guys having the podcast I want to know what are you passionate about i'm very passionate just in general with helping people um helping people find their potential uh helping people with their problems just lending a a, an ear to just listen to individuals i'm passionate about art uh, just creativity writing uh, music Um, just passionate about life and learning i love to learn love to read love watching documentaries and so those are some of my passions yeah, so some of my passions. Um, definitely, I agree as well. Like, I love to help people. Um, when it comes to, you know, we're also involved in ministries, especially with youth ministry. It's like, you know, you really are a purpose partner. Um, so you help people discover their purpose. Um, or, you know, especially students, stuff like that. Um, definitely, you know, whenever anybody needs anything, like, you know, definitely like raise my hand, like I'm here to help um, in any capacity. And honestly, I, uh, I, you know, we like to Netflix a lot. So yes, like we are binge bad. watchers and we are unashamed. <laughs> what are you yeah. currently watching? We've definitely been watching. Um, what's that show on? Uh, is it Disney Plus or HBO Max? What no, the- Disney Plus, um, Winter Soldier and uh, The Falcon. Oh, yes, I haven't started that really? yet. Really? So good. good. Yeah. Really good. So we're like watching that like every Friday diligently. And then we finish WandaVision. WandaVision was really good. Yeah, it was really yes. good. He didn't like it the first two episodes. No, was just I like, feel like, are you? I like, felt like I was watching an episode watch. of I Love Lucy. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it picked up. And, and then other really Netflix good. shows that we'll keep undisclosed or we won't disclose because you might judge our lives. <laughs> yeah. You might take <laughs> my pastoral life? credentials and we don't want that. <laughs> what are you watching? What kind of genre are y'all watching on here? 
Yeah. Well, you know that uh, Casas de Papel. The oh, that was one of the shows I. I that oh, was that's a guilt. That's a guilty pleasure. New, I love that show. Season came up, but I don't see it. I don't see no, it. No, we it comes out. For it. No. It comes out in a couple days. Oh, I don't know when this recording is going to go out, but it comes out soon. Yeah. Okay. okay. Gotcha. Another one was like Ozark. Yeah. Oh, that was like a really we good. We just series. like drug dealer. I just finished <laughs> Who Killed Sarah. That was a that was a good too. one. Yeah. It was very intense. Very yeah. So good. discretion, your discretion is advised. With yeah, that. It's very so, yeah. very and heart discretion. I watched it right before I went to sleep. It was a little rough. Yeah. But <laughs> but well, back to the show. Back to reading Mark's podcast. So on today's conversation, I wanted you guys to come on here to talk about your relationship story um and just kind of like how that has shaped to you guys being married you guys have been married now for five years right going on five years going on five years so it's like things that you guys wished you would have known so the first question I had for you guys was what is your relationship history so like Steph did you have boyfriends before Mm. and then June I want to know about your history the tea so yes, I dated previously before meeting um, Mr. Marcelin over here. Um, I also dated, you know, like lo- I had a lot of long-term relationships. So I would date someone for like two, three years. Mm-hmm. Like I, w- I didn't have like a lot of like little relationships. So all my relationships were like really serious and, you know, a lot of issues and, you know, things on both ends just because maybe you were young and, you know, you were unhealthy or just emotional, you know, emotionally unhealthy. And there was trauma already in my, in my childhood and like my, in my teen years that then kind of like stepping into a relationship kind of like escalated all of those different Mm. things. Cause I wanted this person in my teens or my early, early twenties to be the savior that they were never designed to be. But again, I was looking for some type of healing that I thought would come from a relationship. Mm-hmm. I was looking for some type of, some type of stability in the relationships. Um, because again, life was just a little crazy growing up. So um, I did, you know, date before. None of my relationships were Christian. So I, you know, didn't have like a they never ended well. <laughs> I'll just say that. They were just, you know, bad relationships. They were or, like, do would you consider all your relationships toxic relationships? Or did you have like health in the midst of coming? Because you can still have know how to have a good relationship. Yeah. Just- no, I think they were all toxic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were all toxic relationships. Good answer, uh, baby. How did you good know? answer. <laughs> how did you know that they were toxic though? I didn't know about it in this moment. Mm. Looking at it, but looking at it now with what I know, they were very toxic. Mm. You know, I was very codependent on in relationships. You know, again, I had this desire for a messianic complex. You know, I wanted them to save me and give me the stability um, and for me to find myself in this relationship when I lost myself in every relationship that I was in so you like became I became the person yeah and so I wanted to be loved and accepted and the only way that that could happen in my own mind was being more like them and then losing myself within that Mm -hmm. um so yeah so looking at it now I knew it was toxic but being in it at the moment like I was like what's wrong with this relationship (laughs) like we need to make this work so Mm -hmm. yeah that's real how about you, June? So what's your history? Does high school count? Yes. I think they do. I think you cry. Listen, listeners, y'all let me know. I think if you're, I don't know, if high school I really. Yeah, 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 yeah. I That's mean, very true. I guess. Uh, I honestly didn't have too many girlfriends 
um, prior to meeting you, I, I had a, I had some people that I you know I had interest in, but I I would say in my young adulthood, maybe two relationships, like lo- short term. Should have said zero. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, one, I wouldn't even really count because it was so short, but I guess we'll count it. Uh, I would say, and one was, I would say, two years. Mm. So, I mean, but prior to that, like, I mean, if you want to count middle school and high school, but I, I don't count <laughs> that. But it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you're in middle school, don't date. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I didn't have too many uh, serious relationships. I think in my 20s, like, one of the things that I was looking for so early on, uh, you know, turning my life over to Jesus completely at 18 was marriage. And that was just something that I was just kind of chasing because it was just like, OK, once I get this, my life is complete. And so like a lot of you, I had dreams that by 22, I would be married. By 25, I would have kids and you know, I'd be this millionaire and everything would be just right. And then this thing called life happens. And so uh, but prior to, you know, us dating, um, I would say maybe two relationships and not not too serious. Uh, a lot of interest in people and things like that. But for whatever reason, it didn't work out or it wouldn't work out. So, yeah, it wasn't mm-hmm. supposed to. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was all lined up. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I mean so at 20 both of you guys did you guys both think have the mentality of like that marriage would be like like did you think it was gonna be fun like when you were in your 20s were you I mean I know you're still in your 20s stuff but (laughs) you calling me old what you what you trying to do oh okay so what idea did you guys have about marriage before you even like stepped into it so I'm talking about like when you were dating back in the day like what was your idea then about what marriage would look like I mean I knew I always wanted marriage, you know, I was fortunate enough to, you know, have both mom and dad at home growing up until this day, they're still together and our relationship is perfect. And I feel like I saw that growing up. So I understood that marriage was going to be a challenge. And there's a lot of, you know, things that happen in life. Again, just life happens that, you know, put tension and different things on relationships. So I knew I wanted that Um, at 20 I don't, I think, you know, I, I feel like I understood marriage to an extent, but I didn't know what marriage would require of you as a person. Um, so I feel like if I got married at 20, like I would have been divorced already because mm-hmm. of just how, who I was at that per, at that particular moment in time, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I was unhealthy emotionally, spiritually, like, you know what I mean? um mentally it's just like your priorities are just completely like aligned I wasn't even serving God at 20 you know what I mean so I know myself and like my desires at that moment that I'm like that would have been that would have been chaotic Mm. for me and the other person you know what I mean so I don't know I feel like yeah 20 for me was interesting I mean it was 20 years old I had at 19, I had become a youth pastor shortly after a year after that, at the age of 20. Um, that was a, a, a critical moment in my life because I lost my father at 20. So just kind of going back to being 20 years old, like it was like one of those it was one of the weirdest seasons of my life. Mm-hmm. Kind of like just when I look back at it, I'm like, I a lot of things are like uh, a blur, a blur yeah. to a degree. So I don't really know where exactly I was at 20. I'll probably say maybe a little after 21, 22. I kind of have like 
this idea of what I thought marriage would be that, you know, like, I don't know, like just unrealistic expectations to a degree, because it was something that for me, me, I know me personally, that I, uh, I idolized it. Yeah. I idolized it. And it was like, I wasn't focusing on the present season in my life. Mm-hmm. I wasn't focusing on the beauty of, you know, being single and getting to know people and just getting to know myself. It was just about who's going to get married next. And I was a part of several different weddings. I was like, prior to me getting married, I was in like five, I was a groomsman like five different times. Yeah. Caught the bouquet like three at a time, Not three out of the five times. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm next. I'm next. Not the bouquet. <laughs> oh, yeah, not the bouquet. Oh, Lord. <laughs> not this. No, this not ain't this. that type of show. Um, <laughs> no, not the bouquet. What is it? The sat? No. No, it's a little thing that they put around their legs. The sat. It's like the sat. Yeah, I caught that. I caught that. Yeah, I caught that three times. <laughs> yeah, so I caught that like three times. I'm like, okay, this is gonna, this is getting ready to happen. And, uh, you know, you find yourself at early on in my twenties, you find yourself comparing your life to other people's Mm -hmm. life and okay, they're at this age. So that means that it should happen for me. Mm -hmm. And I think I quickly learned that everyone's journey and everyone's walk is different. And that took, that, that took, uh, that was a hard pill to swallow, but mm-hmm. a lesson definitely that I had to learn. So that's kind of where I was at in my mentality around 20 years old. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it was just like, we were in different phases of life, like literally 20, 21, like I was out in the clubs, like you didn't want commitment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you were just, like, you were just doing life. And so you're comparing yourself, like you're comparing yourself to like, you know what I mean? Other people that are like doing the same things that you are. Yeah. Um, and so at that moment, again, I wanted it and I, you know, but it wasn't like, I didn't, I wasn't looking for that at that moment. Mm. Yeah. My priorities were just different. Of course. Everybody's yeah. Where were you at at 20? I think, well, no, at 20. Put I was, you on the spot. <laughs> at 20, I thought I was going to get married. Like I thought by 20, like, 20 21, Jeez. I was going to be married. Like and even like all my close friends at the time, they're like, we, like you most likely are going to be the one that gets married, like the youngest, mm. you know? Like I feel like I saw that for myself. Like, but I definitely feel like my idea of marriage was like, you know, you're going to like live together, be best friends, like all the time mm. together, like just a very immature, like what really meant. Like, I feel like I was just so excited for the day of the marriage, the mm. honeymoon, being around the person all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. But I <clears throat> don't think that I even knew a little bit of the responsibility of emotionally mm-hmm. being available, mm-hmm. the kind of like not being codependent because I was very codependent on 21. I, I definitely feel like I was codependent mm-hmm. um, and just kind of like put not emotionally being stable, you know? Mm-hmm. So like with my mental health and just like me as a person, I was still trying to figure out myself. So yeah. I don't know how that would have worked. Um, I mean, I, I have said in the previous episode, I'm like, maybe I would have been divorced by now, but it, I feel like it's also like, it's, I think that there's some paths that you just have to kind of work through. And if you're willing to work through those things, sometimes it's just a harder route. Yeah. You know? yeah, very true. So, yeah, very true. So, yeah, but I mean, what are things? So, like, when you guys met, both of you guys, where were you guys at in your life? And what are things you did you guys prepare for marriage? Like, yeah. So, when we met 2012, 2013, yeah, I think it was summer of 2013, um, or around there. Um, 
summer of 2013, I had literally. I was like 25. 25. I was 20. Yeah, I was. 21. You were like 21. I was 21, 22. I had literally like came back to Jesus. Um, And I was on like a a road to recovery. Um, Not only like, you know, spiritually, but also like physically, because I had recently got into the accident Mm -hmm. and to like that changed my life forever um february of 2013 so we met that summer so it was about four or five months after Mm -hmm. my accident at church um and i was just like so involved with like church and just like what god had literally just saved me from and like you know what i mean him just like reminding me and confirming his call over my life which i already knew i just had drifted away and you know i was kind of like finding that again and you know, I was just so passionate to tell people about like what God had done in my life. And so we kind of met like at that point. And this is where I, you know, began to kind of like turn my life around. Um, you guys started talking in 2014, right? Like the, it was like yeah. the year. Yeah. Yeah. We met in 2013. We didn't. And then we had like classes together with school mm-hmm. and then like different things like that. And then we would go to the same services um, and stuff like that. So we like saw each other. Mm-hmm. But it honestly was just like mutual friendship at the beginning. It was like, you know what I mean? We like knew each other. We would go hang out with different groups and people. But for us to like really then start talking and was like, hey, you're like, you're kind of cool. You know what I mean? Like, you're kind of cute. You know, whatever. That was like later on in 2014. He's like, you know, doing a little dance right now. But um, I feel silly right now. (laughs) that That was like in 2014. So in 2014, like, you know. I felt like I started, I had her at 2014, I started actually going to like counseling for a lot of the stuff that I had like gone through in my life. So I felt like I was in a much better place when I originally like met you. (laughs) I was like, you know, Mm -hmm. in that restoration process of life. Um, Where were you at? What was was that like? When we first met? Mm Mm-hmm. I was in a, I was, <laughs> it was a rough season when we first met. I was going through some things in my personal life, uh, just in a season where I was just kind of, I was, I was getting uh, the realization at, at 25 years old that you, June, you can't live to be accepted by others. You know, you have to live for you. And so part of my, part of that journey at the time when we first met, it was just kind of discovering the importance of, you know, my emotional well-being, my spiritual well-being, my mental well-being, because growing up in church, often sometimes the theology was, well, you just pray things away. And so at this age and this time, I'm starting to kind of get introduced to, uh, you know, counseling and going to therapy for different things like that. And so, like you said, we were kind of like, acquaintances at that time just like in passing and things like that but around 2013 2014 those were some uh challenging years to say the least but I'm thankful for those years I'm definitely thankful for those years because they helped shape and mold me so but I don't think at least in that time 2013 I was really thinking about a relationship no (laughs) but but when you guys got together where were you at emotionally so that would be like then officially like 2015 2015 i would say i was definitely in a better place i was definitely in a better place i had just come out of a a difficult challenging season where i had learned a lot where um 
I just kind of found more not only because oftentimes when you spend time with with God, like you're asking to learn more about God, but you know sometimes it's good to ask God to reveal about yourself too. So at 25 or 26 at that time, 2015, is I was learning a lot more about myself and mm. things that I had dealt with in my past and things that I had gone through and mm. why I why certain things why I had certain tendencies or why why did certain things uh, trigger me and just kind of discovering more about myself. And so I was, all that is just, that was the beginning of just kind of like unraveling and unpacking those things. And so mm-hmm. it's like this new discovery. And so, okay, this connects to this and just kind of family upbringing and things mm-hmm. like that. And it was just a year of just kind of like discovery. I would yeah. say yeah, it was a year of discovery for yeah. sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think by that time um, when we like, you know, we're, I guess, officially together, um, I had already kind of, you know, started, you know, walk through that journey of healing, you know what I mean, from things in my past and, you know, physically because of my accident. And again, I was still in this, like, you know, I guess discovery period too, where it's just like, you know, you're now in tune with how, with, you know, with the innermost parts of your life and yourself and then allowing yourself to have more grace because now you mm-hmm. know yourself more. And so I think we kind of met each other like around the same, you know what I mean? Like we were kind of in the same journey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? And so we were both like, you know, serving God and at church and of course, like you're working and stuff like that too. So we, we kind of like met at that crossroad. We were both like, you know, walking along the same journey of healing and discovery and, you know, restoration and all of that. And so, yeah. Do you guys feel like it's important to know each other's kind of like trauma and each other's kind of things that they ha- you've had to work through prior to being married? Yeah, I, I definitely do think so. But I also caution those who are in relationships, those who are single, you know, aspiring for for marriage, you know, at your pace and whenever you're ready. Yeah. You know, uh, I think it was kind of important for us is when you felt comfortable, when you felt safe to yeah. share some of those things. I think when we kind of got together, it was kind of like, OK, we were kind of pretty much open with one yeah. another. Because already what like the emotional work that we had already been doing for like two years or so, like I was like, I was unashamed of my story at this mm. moment where I was like, you know, if you want to accept all of me, this is also part of who I am because this is mm. what I had to live through. And so you have, a, you can have a better understanding of why I am the way that I am. And mm-hmm. obviously my hope is that these areas change you know, and I become again, better, but this is where I am right now. And this is why, you know, so I was, we kind of laid it all all on the table. I think at the very beginning, um, I remember actually being at Chick-fil-A and actually having this conversation. Great things happen at Chick-fil-A. I know we were literally, (laughs) we were literally having the conversation just like, all right, you know, what, what was this like and whatever. And I was just unashamed and so same with you. You were kind of like sharing that. But I do want to add to with adding to what you were saying. I think it's important for whoever in their relationship or again, if you're single and getting to know someone or whatever, it's like, don't ask questions that you're not ready for the answer for. Mm -hmm. Because and this was Mm. and I remember you told me this. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like. I want to know more about you. And again, it's not a bad desire. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you want to Mm -hmm. know more about the person that you're getting to know, but there could be things 
that you think you want to know, but then when they tell you, you really wish you didn't know. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and it's, and again, it doesn't always have to be bad if you are emotionally mature enough to handle that information. Right. But if you're not mature enough to handle that information, don't ask the question. It can just show. Yeah. Especially I feel like when it comes to like your past partners, right? Yeah, and past partner, and like, not even that. It's just like if you went through some type of like sexual trauma or like mm-hmm. you know what I mean, major grief or like major loss that you're just like those things can also trigger you if you went through certain some those some of those things yourself and you haven't dealt with them. I feel like your intention may be good and like you'll tell me I'm here to listen, mm-hmm. but then at the same time you know. they're responsible bond and you don't know what's going to be at the under, other end of that mm-hmm. of that question so you may not be emotionally ready yeah at that moment let's just say at that moment to mm-hmm. receive that answer that's Maybe what i was going to touch line, on right? because yeah. i felt like we both were open with each other but even for me to an extent because i was not used to being open with anyone mm-hmm. to that Very level true. to have that level of vulnerability because you know I kind of grew up with the mindset, well, you just kind of deal with things. You don't open up too much. You don't want to be too vulnerable. And so, and, you know, with everyone, like, you could know a little bit, but to an extent. Yeah. Because, you know, there are certain things that I dealt with that it was, I carried shame. I carried guilt. Mm -hmm. And so when you carry those things, you don't want to share that. You have this, Mm -hmm. you have this persona that you would want or this presentation that you would want everyone to see you at and believe you at. Because if you know anything more than this, then you would see me differently. And you would think that I'm an imposter. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I'm not enough. Right. And so there are certain things that I kept because I wanted to keep a certain presentation. And I feel like a lot of people do that, mm-hmm. you know, um, because, you know, it's 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 a natural thing i think thing. it's natural at yeah, the beginning yeah. you know what i mean but I, I just caution those that are like yo tell me like everything about mm-hmm. your life like at the or very beginning it's good to like be open about things and i know i know i was very open with certain things that i had gone through and was going through at the moment mm-hmm. and you took it with grace and you took it you know and whatever but then there was other things that i was wanting to know about your life that you were like are you ready to really hear my entire story and not be judged because who wants to be open and vulnerable and tell someone you know who they care for you know which is why you're trying to get to know this person about their life and then be met with shame and guilt yeah over that same circumstance and you know it's funny that we're talking about that now i think the reason why i kept such uh guard a guard up it was because of the pro- the previous season i had just come out of yeah, yeah, yeah. where some Very of those true. things were kind of revealed and i was shamed mm. and guilty for that and yeah. so i said nope not again i'm not do- i'm not going through this again yeah you know That's and crazy. so wanting to be accepted by everyone wanting to be loved by everyone and then realizing at age 25 that you know when you disappoint and how people treat you differently mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's no longer the same and you want to rekindle and keep those relationships the same as they were in previous seasons, but mm-hmm. having to accept the reality that, Hey, it's no longer going to be like this. That was a hard pill for me to swallow. And so I made it to myself, whether consciously, subconsciously yeah. that I'm going to only open up so much because mm-hmm. I don't want to, 
be shamed or guilted yeah. again like I was in a previous season. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. And that's why I think you had mentioned, you know, it's like also understanding when you are in a safe environment to be able to share the most vulnerable parts of your life. Like mm-hmm. I'm one of those people, I'm like, you don't have to tell your you don't have to share your story to everyone for them to know who you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. It, it those are there's, you know, there's very tender areas in our lives that I think that should be kept for, you know, certain people. Yeah. Um, and again, to, to each its own, you know, that's just, that's just my opinion. But um, I think there's, <laughs> there's something that I always said when we were in a, when we were like starting to get to know each other, I used to be like, there's levels to this. Oh my God. <laughs> like I would always say that. <laughs> and I, and I honestly meant it. There's levels to this relationship. Like we just met, there's this level of like getting to know each other as a friend. There's another level about maybe getting to know each other's history. There's another level, you know what I mean? And so there's, there's levels to it. And so I feel like if you allow yourself the time, you're going to go through that gracefully and not like, you know, open up and just be like completely vulnerable and then be like, well, it didn't work out. And then you just told this person like, everything in your life and then you can feel that guilt or that shame like oh my god this person knows like everything that happened in my mm-hmm. life like and they're no longer in the picture you know what I'm saying so yeah so that's it. really good advice that's really really good advice to guard to like kind of sense and discern who you can yeah. do that with and I know that that's different in dating like when mm-hmm. you're getting to know someone so what are things like based on what your history was where you guys were at <clears throat> What are things now that you look back that you wish you knew before you got married? So I think one of the first things that I wish I would have known um, was like first being able to really, I guess, kind of just like navigate and like manage my emotions better. Um, because I, I felt like I didn't kind of stepping in, like I had done a lot of work, but of course, like, you know, you're on this journey of healing forever. And so even though I was a lot, I was very aware of my emotions. I felt like my emotions still kind of controlled an area of my life that I didn't have the tools entering marriage than to kind of navigate my emotions. So for me, the first thing would be like, I wish I would have learn to navigate my emotions and we actually talk about this in one of our podcast episodes in season three is called the care cycle like the cycle Mm -hmm. you need um and so I I feel like I wish I would have known that before getting married um because I feel like that would have saved a lot of a lot of back and forth (laughs) um what about you I wish I would have known more on proper time management Mm. You know, uh, I, prior to being in a relationship, I was always out late, waking up early in the morning. And like, (laughs) I wanted to do a lot of things with a lot of people, but I had to understand what was important and what was urgent Mm -hmm. and just being um, intentional with time, being very intentional with time. I think stepping, even stepping into marriage, it was like, I was used to just coming home at whatever Mm -hmm. time not having to check in or you know mm-hmm. answer the phone calls like my mom would call me she'd be like hey is everything okay yeah we're good you know but like mm-hmm. and then you come into marriage it's like it's different you know like now you're living with someone you know now you know 
it's not just you going out, you know, you're not just bringing food for yourself. Uh, Don't forget <laughs> to get me Chick-fil-A. Wow. Really? But it's okay. Amen. I forgive you. Pray for just us, grace. Elizabeth, right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just kind of proper time management. Yeah. Um, I'm not really, I wasn't a big calendar guy. Um, just anyone who knows me, I'm really, I go with the flow. A lot of the time for us, free spirit is what Stephanie calls me. (laughs) And so uh, I had to learn that, hey, like there are certain things that need to be in your calendar that are non-negotiables, things that, you know what, no matter what happens this week, God forbid anything catastrophic, but you're going to do these things. And so for me, that is, you know, going to the gym every day, working out one day out of the week, making sure that we have a date night in the midst of the busyness of working in the midst mm-hmm. of ministry, in the midst of school, mm-hmm. making sure that we have at least a day that is just the two of us, that we put the phones away and that we just go out on a date, you know, just yeah, get to know each other on. more and, and like do the things that we were doing when we were dating, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, and being romantic. And so I had to learn, um, better learn time management. Yeah. Um, the second one, are uh, the, third one I guess now is um like there was there was books that we actually read like before we got married and um one of those are uh the book I think it's by Gary Chapman correct me I'm not 100% sure but it was like 10 things I wish I knew before I got married Mm. um and that book talks about one of the chapters is like expectations on like each other and with that expectation is kind of like okay who's going to be doing what in the relationship Mm -hmm. like you're going to be taking out the trash. I'll do the laundry. And so you kind of like divide these tasks, which is okay. But I feel like what that then did for us specifically is that it's like, okay, you'll do the finances and then I will, you know, do all the other stuff or whatever the case may be Mm -hmm. because you're good at it Mm -hmm. because you're good at it. You'll do it. And then what that then kind of did in like marriage was that it then kind of created a parent child relationship in those areas so for example I would then tell him like okay I need these things because I need to like you know pay the bills or I need to so I need this information and he would be like okay but you're giving me this to-do list and so I'm coming down to him as a parent and he's a child because he doesn't know or isn't an expert or doesn't you know isn't familiar with this particular area of the relationship mm-hmm. so what ends up happening is like I give him the to-do list I give him the task okay I need these things done but what really should happen is not necessarily, you know, the expectation of like, okay, you'll take care of this and I'll take care of this in the relationship. But it's like, even though it may not be your strong suit, it doesn't always have to remain a weak area in your life. So let us teach each other on those areas that we are weak. So then we're both at the same level and are able to lead from that same position. Mm-hmm. So then here I am, I'm a little bit more organized. So I'm like, okay, here, here's what we need. And I'll give them the to-do list and I'll give them the list. It's like, why are you momming me? I'm like, I'm not momming you. I'm just, you know, telling you what, what we need to be done. But he's, he doesn't understand because he's not familiar with this. Mm. So instead of me just taking on the task, like, okay, I got this. No, let me teach you what, how to kind of do this. So, so you can step up too. Exactly. Like I've heard that in other couples that have told me it's like kind of like when maybe life gets busy, like the schedule 
you know, because of life changes, then that person kind of like, that's the frustration because if that person doesn't step up, then you're going to have a dirty house. You're going to (laughs) have like, who's doing the groceries? Like, you know what I mean? Because Mm -hmm, it's like how you mm -hmm. said, it's like, it's been put on one person. So I like that of what you said. It's kind of like that you guys are both kind of on the same page of like, where can we like, yes, that might be something that you already know, but like, let's both kind of have certain things down and communicate that. Correct. Yeah. It's important to bring that person up to the same level um and and vice versa like because god forbid something happens to you Mm -hmm. you know i i should be definitely aware of that so that was definitely something that uh we had to learn i think something else is that there is no i in team there is no (laughs) i in team you hear this all the time but i didn't realize you know going into marriage how uh selfish i was to a degree and so um understanding that we were on the same team, you know, and I love the acronyms for team, you know, together, everyone achieves more. Mm -hmm. And so there'd be moments where we would kind of disagree on certain things and we had to remind each other, Hey, you know, I'm on your team, right? You know, I only want the best for you. I think we want, we both wanted the same thing. We just going about it differently. Yeah, We're both, you know, gifted in certain areas. And so how Stephanie goes about something may not necessarily be how I go about it, but Mm -hmm. like, not chastising each other for it, but understanding, hey, we do want the same thing. Let's work together, you know? Mm-hmm. And if we can't, let's try to meet somewhere in the middle. And if we can't, you know, get to uh, a middle ground with a middle with ground ourselves. With, with ourselves, we, we put it on pause and we come back to it. We come back to it and we do those steps again to just try to, you know, uh, come to... Uh, to an agreement yeah or even we get like mentors involved you know what i mean like if it's really yeah. like a big situation like we'll ask like you know people that we go to it's just like hey what are your thoughts on this like we're kind of stuck mm-hmm. in this and you know in the multitude of counsel there was wisdom so sometimes like you know you're not alone in this relationship so just kind of like you know being able to do that um together for your relationship to win because the whole you know there's no i in team it's like you have to keep in mind that if my person, like if my person loses or, you know what I mean? Then I lose too. Yeah. Like, why am I going to win an argument and lose my, lose a person, you know? Mm-hmm. So just like, you know, there is no, no loser kind of like mentality, you know? It's like, how can we both win in this situation? And there's one thing that I've always like shared with people is kind of like, there is, you know, certain like convictions that are like, you know, rock solid, like, you know what I mean? That's your foundation, which should be the convictions that you build your relationship upon. So there shouldn't be an issue with the convictions or your core values in a relationship, you know, but then there's other things in life that are honestly, you can come to a middle ground with. So it's like, is that more important than the person that I'm with, Mm. you know? Yeah. Or can I negotiate on that and then still win with my person? You know what I mean? Cause you're a gift, you know? So just kind of like 
life is already hard enough why am I going to mm-hmm. make my relationship even more difficult yeah or even more challenging it's like picking you know? your battles all the time yeah mm-hmm. it's like it's what battle mind. are you willing to die yeah. on like die you're for willing, it. like because you're with this yeah. person and you're like living and like you're like you want like how you said you want the best for them like it's not like if your intentions are but sometimes right. you just don't know how to either communicate what you're saying mm-hmm. you don't know how to like some people aren't in touch with their emotions of like what that made them feel yeah so then they feel like defensive and like you know you guys have heard of the four horsemen of in communication mm-hmm. so that's like stonewalling um getting defensive being like um so like all those things kind of like can stop you from having that good communication yeah. with that's someone else yeah and what's something else that you guys wish you would have known june I think not necessarily that I wish I would have learned, but something that marriage has taught me is just as crazy as this really sounds, because you can say your vows at the altar, but it's not there's certain you can read books, you can study. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't do those things because I'm a I'm a I'm a big supporter of reading, mm-hmm. learning. We got premarital counseling, we did all the things. There's certain things that you literally just have to experience you know and so marriage experience is just unconditional love you know loving you even at understanding that love is a choice you know you may not always Mm -hmm. feel it you know you may not always feel the butterflies which is why you know even in our previous conversation lizzie that you know a lot of the times you know what society portrays on television we we look at that and we're like that is what i want or that is how it should be and it's really just this false illusion and so you know you're living with this person and you're coming from two different walks of life you're coming from two different backgrounds and value systems and and you know there's some there's similarities but there's some things that are that are different very you know different. very mm-hmm. different culturally things like that yeah. and so loving loving stephanie even at her worst and i remember one time even prior to getting married we had a conversation i don't know if you remember where he's like what if i don't i was very yeah that was a very emotional conversation yeah can you say what you said yeah so i had i was going through like this you know this healing journey just emotionally with the therapist and there was things that i just felt like i was having a hard time overcoming and one of those things was my anger so I was a, I was very angry and I couldn't control this anger and um, anger is a secondary emotion to hurt. So I was having a hard time dealing with the hurt. And then my first response would be just anger. And then I would like, because I was so angry, I didn't know how to express it or kind of go through that. And I would then withdraw and stonewall and, you know, all this kind of stuff. So I was so frustrated with myself and I was like, I'm putting you through all this kind of stuff. And trust me, I know you have things you got to deal with too, but this is really affecting me and like affecting us. And I was like, and I literally asked you, I was like, I'm not guaranteed, like, I can't guarantee you change. So even if I don't change, like, would you still love me and accept me? Like, I want to. I told her, like, the desire is there and I'm willing to do the work. But Mm -hmm. what if I don't? Because I was just so frustrated with myself. And, like, I wasn't, I was trying to do all the tools and the, you know, read all the books. But it just, it wasn't, there was just a lot of hurt that I, you know, I I wanted to be, like, in my, again, 
my mind would tell me I should be over this already, but my heart was still not. Mm-hmm. And, and I know this now, you know, mm-hmm. but back then mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I was so frustrated with myself and like, you know, um, and so I told you that, you know, and I was kind of like, I can't guarantee you change. I want to change, but if I don't, would you still love me? And I said that I would love the hell out of you. Yeah. 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 And then I cried and we hugged and all that. Stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but it was just very, it was just very emotional because, you know, again, it was just a lot of stuff that, you know, we had to go through or I had to go through mm-hmm. with that. And I remember asking you that. And again, yeah. we're not guaranteed change. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think something else is just kind of like we check in with one another. We have these heart talk, what we call heart talks. And mm-hmm. how are you feeling? You know, what are yeah, some areas? Yeah. yeah. What are some areas that I can help you with? What are some areas that I can improve in and vice versa? And so mm-hmm. we definitely check in with each other yeah. periodically mm-hmm. to just make sure everything's good. Cause uh, I remember one of the early times where we were just kind of going through it. Like I was under the impression everything was going great. Mm-hmm. And was you it? was on a completely different <laughs> frequency. <laughs> Guys and girls just differently. Yeah. <laughs> Think <laughs> different. <laughs> Just, yeah, that's just how it is. And so <laughs> check in with your significant other. Uh, so, yeah, we we definitely yeah. check in on a regular basis just to make sure that everything is good. So, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I'm glad I see how you guys have like evolved in your relationship. And there are some things that like you guys have shared on your podcast that you guys have had to work through that yeah. you guys um have shared from like the first year mm-hmm. and so to see where you guys are at now and even like with you so I tell you that all the time that like I see that that area that for you is so hard to like overcome like yeah. now I'm like you're like a whole different person like you're so but that's <laughs> just, like like I'm telling you that because like I see how like you really like when did that happen that was like through the process that you went yeah. through you know yeah, yeah but like it's kind of yeah. like until when you guys got married you were still dealing with that yeah. Yeah. And there's some stuff that you are still dealing yeah, with, absolutely. even when you're married. Like absolutely. it doesn't go away. And that's something that even for myself, I try to remind myself that like even if the work that I'm working through right now, that I'm preparing for like myself, but also for my future partner, because I desire to be married. Um, and I'm like, but I know that there's some areas that are still kind of gonna linger in even when yeah. I do get married, because yeah. I'm not gonna be perfect. Mm-hmm. Like I, no one's perfect, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but at the same time, it's kind of like how you said it's like someone unconditionally loving you you also being aware of that area yeah and then kind of working yeah and to kind of go with that I think we need to give each other grace give each other grace and give ourselves grace Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely you know we're too hard on ourselves Mm -hmm. we're too hard on ourselves we're critiquing ourselves we're comparing ourselves and it's like give yourself grace you may not ideally be where you want to be but you're definitely better off than you were yesterday and so Mm -hmm. give yourself grace and Mm -hmm. celebrate the minor victories celebrate the Mm -hmm. the 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 progress that has taken place you know give yourself grace i would definitely say that whether you're single in a relationship it's complicated married give yourself grace and give each other grace yeah absolutely yeah I like that because even like the one time that you catch yourself like even when right now that I've been talking about like boundaries and stuff like that like Mm. when I react differently I'm like wow like I would have reacted very different before and like now I'm like huh like this is but like you catch yourself probably the same as you like when you're like wow I would have like literally wrote a long message (laughs) 
to this person. I would have literally told you off. Like, yes. I would have literally <laughs> laid hands. <laughs> Not praying either. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, but then you're like, you know, like, yeah. no, I like either didn't, you know, like I just didn't react. Yeah. And so that was... Yeah, you respond differently. Yeah, because you're aware of what's going on. And so I I feel like, you know, within all of that is, you know, definitely allowing yourself to have grace and giving grace to the person that you're with. Like, you know, and if, you know, and there's no relationship that's perfect, you know, Mm -hmm. like there's no relationship that's perfect. And that's also one of the pressures of, you know, our society today is like, you know, you're you know, you, you have, you can easily quote unquote compare, you know what I mean? Your, um, you know, your life, your relationship to a, the perceived perfection of someone else, Yeah, yeah. you know? And again, it's, it's, you know, it's been edited, it's been altered, it's been changed and, you know, it's not real, you know, people can always put up a front and, you know, then you hear that weddings are called off, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. JLo. <laughs> I knew it was good. I knew yeah. it was fake. I knew it. I said, I looked the thing. Oh, sorry. This is like a little sign up. But I saw the Valentine's Day post and I felt like, wait, what? So y'all, so y'all be posting these cute pictures. He be posting these videos. Like, I'm so proud of her. And then they're breaking up. So yeah, that's how you know again, like we pray for all parties involved. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. We wish you all the best. Um, going back to something we were talking about with uh that you just said when we were talking about how we would necessarily how we would respond and react. Uh something that kind of comes up to mind is that no one can upset you without your consent. Mm-hmm. And a response is better than a reaction. Cooler heads always prevail. Mm-hmm. And so I try to model that every time and like you said when we talk about the care cycle check that episode out um and you know we have control over our feelings but sometimes we allow our feelings to control us and i think if you're in a relationship single or married understanding that you have control over how you feel well, that was a fun conversation, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. I love how candid and <laughs> just natural it really was. Um, we love to have conversations with Liz. And um, honestly, I hope that you were blessed by that. Um, make sure, again, to subscribe to her podcast, Beauty Marks Podcast. You can find it on all streaming platforms. And again, thank you so much for tuning in. Take care. Be easy. God bless. And much and love. Much love.